Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go live to AccuWeather World Headquarters meteorologist Joe Lundberg. So how much rain, Joe, do we anticipate here today? I think half an inch to three-quarters of an inch of rain over the course of the day and into the first part of the night. There's actually some thunderstorms in portions of central Ohio and also in uh, portions of central and uh, eastern uh, Illinois and western Indiana. So don't be surprised if you hear a rumble of thunder at some point later today or early this evening. So we get wave one of the rain now, most of it north of the city, and right. then a second wave. Yeah, and it looks like that that's not going to miss us. Uh, that'll come later this morning. And then there'll probably be a third one that'll come late this afternoon or early tonight. That may be the heaviest of the bunch as far as uh, the greater Pittsburgh area is concerned. I think anything before then will be relatively light, more of an inconvenience for motorists across the area. Uh, may cause some flight delays, but I think the, the, the heaviest batch is reserved for late afternoon or early tonight. And I've heard of some rapid temperature drops in spots. Uh, there will be, but I don't think that that's going to be a, a problem for icing or anything like that. I just think we're, we're, we're too far above the freezing mark. That's not a concern. And even behind it, it's still pretty mild. Now, it gets colder for Saturday, but by then the moisture's long gone. But that cold shot is brief in nature. We're back up into the mid and upper 40s Sunday, 50s Monday, and some great, great spring weather it continues across the area. Joe, thank you. You're welcome. All right, Joe Lundberg at AccuWeather headquarters. Back to Paul Rasmussen. This Cell outage, Paul, could be extremely problematic. Uh, so we don't know the extent fully, and this happened just before 5. Yeah. We're looking at uh, the website right now, downdetector.com, and uh, I'll take a look at this real quick. It's AT&T shows a spike at around 4.30, Cricket, Verizon, uh, T-Mobile, Consumer Cellular. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Boost, U.S. Cellular, Straight Talk, uh, uh, large numbers. Xfinity, um, not Google. Not so much. No? Uh, there are some reports, but I'm getting... Let me just try Google real quick here. Yeah, and... and I, I'm getting Google fine. I can't recall when we've had this kind of outage. No, this is, this is pretty much all the biggies here. And I'm curious... Let me just take a look at this AT&T it, number. It happened again just before 5, and I noticed when Samantha said there's a report about AT&T uh, being down. That's just one. There's Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, AT&T numbers here, and the first reports started coming in around uh, 3.52, right around 4 o'clock. Yeah, I have Verizon, and I, I think I, I still have service. You do? Yeah, I mean, the service up here is, like, spotty anyway, but... I, I, it looks normal to me. Same thing with the uh, with the Verizon numbers. Around 3.52 this morning, they started to spike. But the numbers in Verizon's down reportings are lower by by a factor of like 10. The Verizons are... are let's see about T-Mobile here. Um, same thing, around 4 o'clock in the morning. The number of people making reports, though, is in the hundreds, not the thousands. Okay. So it looks like AT&T is taking the heaviest hit. All right, we'll keep you posted, and uh, we'll dig deeper and try to get some more details. Thank you, Paul. Keep it on uh, KDKA.
for updates. This is the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard, Marty Griffin at home and recouping, and we'll keep you posted on Marty's condition. And again, thank everybody for their well wishes for Marty. In the meantime, we're continuing to look at this breaking news story, Paul, about the uh, cell service data. Very little is available right now. It's that new. What we're able to pick up, uh, let me make a check here. Um, clicking along, here we go. Something from CBS now. Uh, it says AT&T customers waking up to a nationwide network outage. Uh, which happened during the early morning hours impacting cell phones and emergency services, customers are receiving an SOS message, like you're getting, on their cell devices, and there's no word yet on what led to the outage or when service will resume. So if you have a smartphone and you have access to Wi-Fi and you're not connected to it, you have no communications right now. So you know, I've got something interesting here from WSB in Atlanta which says uh, AT&T coming back online after what appeared to be a second major outage within a week. I was unaware of the first one. It says, uh, let's see, what do we got here? ABC News uh, said they're aware of uh, what appears to be a major outage. It started just before 4 a.m. Uh, second time this week, AT&T has had issues in the metro Atlanta area. Um, Atlanta police having difficulties communicating with city phones. Wow. Uh, down detector saying what we picked up earlier, over 30,000 customers reporting an outage at the uh, website called downdetector.com. And they're also reporting uh, numerous issues with Verizon and T-Mobile, as we've mentioned earlier, but those are in the hundreds, not in the tens of thousands, as we were reporting for AT&T. So it, it would appear, at least what we're seeing from this Atlanta report, is that AT&T is starting to come back. Uh, we have an instant access message from Father Jim Gretz. Yeah. He says, I have, hey, Larry, I have phone service. I presume I will see you at your, quote, side hustle with McGuire on Saturday. Oh, <laughs> Father Grinch, thank you. You so, must have uh, influential friends that your phone's still working. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> there's a power outage, but people are still calling you out for your side hustles. I haven't been out to the newsroom yet to see if mine's on or offline. Right. I'm a uh, T-Mobile customer. I'm still AT&T, and I'm still SOS, so... We'll, we'll dig deeper into this, uh, but check your phones. And again, if you don't have the cell connection right now, you do have the ability, if you have Wi-Fi, to connect that way to still maintain communications. That's a little treasure in the Strip District, the Heinz History Center. Andy Masick, the CEO and president. And I saw Bob Pompiani, KDK-TV, live there last evening. They revealed the new Riverhounds. That's our professional soccer team, if you don't know. Their new uniforms. They've had a great series of seasons and breaking attendance records. And has a bridge on it, a golden bridge. You'd figure that makes sense. By the way, kudos to Duquesne University. The women's basketball team yesterday at 11, they had a field trip event for schools around the region, more than 20 schools and a record attendance for a women's basketball game. There were over 3,000 students, and very proud of my son, Zach. He initiated and was part of the team that brought this to fruition. And I went there yesterday. It was fun. 
And congratulations to the Lady Dukes, undefeated this season so far. And that's Coach Burt, a good feather in his cap, too. And congratulations, Dukes. Big story out of Alabama, frozen embryos are considered babies. Uh, this is a landmark situation. CBS is Anne-Marie Green. The fallout following that bombshell ruling from the Alabama Supreme Court that frozen embryos can be considered children. The state's largest hospital now says it will pause IVF treatments, leaving couples with fertility problems with nowhere to go. CBS's Jared Hill now from New York with reaction. This ruling has created a lot of uncertainty and anxiety for fertility doctors and people hoping to be parents in Alabama. One woman who we talked to said that she cannot figure out what's going to be happening next for her. It's completely just derailed a lot of hope. Jasmine York says she is angry and sad after the University of Alabama Health System told her they're pausing her fertility treatments. The 34-year-old mom of a 13-year-old says IVF is her only hope to have another child. After multiple ectopic pregnancies, we want to grow our family. Uh, it would mean the world to everyone around me. The University of Alabama Health System released a statement saying it is saddened, but, quote, we must evaluate the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages for following the standard of care for IVF treatments. The pause comes days after Alabama Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos have the same rights as children. This goes back to a wrongful death lawsuit brought by couples whose embryos were accidentally destroyed. Generally, unused or extra embryos are either destroyed or donated. This is unprecedented. It is um, an affront to the millions of babies that have been born through IVF. Resolve, the National Infertility Association says the ruling will likely have devastating consequences even beyond Alabama. Some anti-abortion rights advocates praised the decision, saying they hope it'll change the way the industry operates. Embryos have value and worth and dignity. In the meantime, desperate would-be parents struggling to have a child in Alabama are now in limbo. UAB says it doesn't know how long this pause on IVF treatments is going to last. In the meantime, patients like Jasmine, who you just heard from, are considering doing IVF in another state. But that is something that could, she says, cost thousands of dollars. CBS is Jared Hill. No doubt you'll be hearing a lot more about that. One of the top stories in the nation. Yeah, and every Thursday, normally at 735, the good doctor good enough to move up a little early this day and just back from a speaking engagement in Orlando, Florida. And I hope uh, the good Dr. Mike Hutchinson, you got some much needed rest too. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Larry? I'm doing good. Uh, was it warm in Florida? Because I've been hearing, you know, a lot of different places over time. Sometimes people go down and it's chilly or cold, but I think you had good weather, right? Yeah, I mean, 50s and 60s, that's warm to me, especially when we're leaving Pittsburgh in the ice and snow when we went down and then it got warmer. I thought it was very warm. So, Well, you brought the warm weather back with you because we're looking, <laughs> we had the 60 here yesterday, which is crazy for a February 21st, three weeks in. No kidding. <laughs> All right, let's get to the questions. Uh, Lisa in Bellevue wants to know, Dr. Mike, can a cat survive on a vegetarian diet? My sister feeds her cat a vegetarian diet, specifically for cats. Uh, aren't cats carnivores? Yeah, they are. They're obligate carnivores, and that's exactly correct. So it means their bodies are designed to metabolize 
nutrients from from meat, animal-based sources, and it's much more efficient than plant-based sources. So if you feed a vegetarian diet, they, they lack all these essential nutrients that can lead to heart problems, vision loss, horrible coat, and you have to give them synthetic supplements, and it's highly controversial. I, I consider it a bad idea. I think it's too risky. I don't recommend it, and I think if that person or her sister would talk, if she doesn't believe her veterinarian, talk to a nutritionist, a veterinary nutritionist. I think most of them agree that it's a bad idea. All right, Jason and Tara in Brackenridge want to know, Dr. Mike, my dog was diagnosed with hip dysplasia. Uh, he's not currently lame. Can I do anything to prevent him from becoming lame in the future? First, Doc, what is hip dysplasia? So hip dysplasia is where the ball and socket joint in the hips are not formed correctly. So they're instead of sitting in nice and tight with that ball right into the, deep into the socket, it's shallow. And so it bangs around and causes advanced arthritis. So dogs with hip dysplasia usually get arthritis early. Instead of getting it at, you know, 8, 9, 10 years of age, they have it, some of them, at one year of age. And so they start getting painful. So one of the best things you can do is you can keep them lean. And, you know, weight management is just vitally important. And then I tell people low-impact exercises like leash walking, swimming, um, you know, maybe physical therapy if they need it. That would help keep their muscles strong. And, and I do a lot of stem cells. Now, stem cells don't correct that mechanical problem, but if you harvest stem cells now, it helps tremendously with the pain from that arthritis. It really does help manage that. So I strongly recommend that. And then I would get my dog on joint supplements, like new, uh, things like Dasequin or, or U-Move. There's a good product out there now that will help with these joints to make them more fluid so that they're less likely to develop their arthritis. They still will, but these are things that you do to manage it. And it's not a death sentence. I tell everybody that it doesn't mean every dog has to turn and have a hip replacement. A, you know, a small percentage will have to have hip replacements, but most of the dogs can be managed through this. Are there breeds that have tendencies for hip dysplasia? We have a golden retriever, as you know, and I've heard they yeah. have a tendency for that. That's absolutely true, and everybody should do their homework before they get a breed. Golden Retrievers are one of the big ones. German Shepherds are probably number one for hip dysplasia, and it's, I think they say that um, greater than 90% of the uh, German Shepherds, unless you find a good breeder, you know, greater than 90% of them probably have hip dysplasia. So, um, yeah, there are some breeds you want to be careful, and there's um, you'd be surprised. Even Shelties um, can be prone to hip dysplasia, small dogs. So you want to just find out and do your homework before you get a purebred. Dear Dr. Mike, can you discuss the early signs of diabetes? Our dog was diagnosed after we noticed he ate and drank a lot. Thank you, Mike and Kim and Robinson. Yeah, so Mike and Kim, are, are, you know, when they drink a lot, that's probably number one, and therefore they end up urinating a lot because they're drinking so much. And some of these dogs and cats will empty the bowls. You just can't keep them full of water. They, they drink that much, so it's really noticeable. If you notice that, some of them get increased hunger because they're not metabolizing the glucose for energy, the sugar for energy. And so they get hungry all the time, and then they eat more, but they lose weight even though they're eating more. So those are the classic signs that we'll see is increased thirst, increased urination, and weight loss, and maybe increased appetite. And because they're not using that sugar well in their body, they, they tend to be more tired. You know, they're less energetic due, due to that inefficiency. So... Um, anytime you see your pet drinking more 
Um, either one, urinating more, drinking more, see your vet, because those are classic signs of many diseases, diabetes being one of those. So they could have kidney disease or a bladder infection that would cause them to drink more and urinate more. But anytime you see that, that's a great sign that's telling you something's going on with your with your pet. You should take them into the vet to find out how. And we do simple blood tests and urinalysis, and we can diagnose these conditions. And finally, Doc, I was in North Park yesterday walking with, seemed like everybody in the North Hills. Uh, it was so nice, sunny and 60. I saw a lot of dogs out, but I thought about you for this reason. <laughs> I thought, don't go off the path because there's ticks out there. <laughs> Uh, remember that picture I showed you? That one dog came off the path. It Unbelievable. On its leg. I mean, literally, we're not exaggerating. And there's so many ticks. They're hungry right now. And it's, you know, we recommend tick control year-round because they're disease-carrying experts. You always hear me talking about it. Um, it's not just Lyme disease. There's many other diseases they carry, like ehrlichiosis, anaplasmosis, babesiosis, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and Lyme disease. So, I always tell people just avoid the ticks or keep them on good tick control. It's responsible pet ownership in this area. So um, year-round, every month. All right. You better get at it. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome. You have a great day. All your patients are waiting for you. <laughs> good. All right. Dr. Mike Hutchinson, go to animalgeneral.net. We have a link at kdkmradio.com. And he'll be back with us again next Thursday. You're welcome, by the way, anytime to send your questions. Smail key, instant access, instant access at kdkradio.com. We'll make sure the good doc gets them. Still looking at my AT&T phone. I have an iPhone and still SOS. And as Paul indicated, only emergency calls can be made. But you have to be connected to the Internet in if you are, then you can text and you can surf and send emails, but you can't call anybody or receive calls if you are part of the outage. So we'll get the latest and stay on top of the story. Um, and many other people, Sam, you're on Verizon, you said? Your uh, phone system is Verizon? Yes, I, I have Verizon. And I, as of now, I, I mean, where we're at, signal is always a bit spotty anyway but i like mine doesn't say sos or anything yeah and i was surprised to see that because uh, and then i thought well maybe i'll reboot the phone i tried that it didn't work but at least i can text and and uh get information off the internet by the way marty's texting me this morning he's uh feeling a little better he said he's got some tests tomorrow so it's an important day and uh, so many people reached out, Sam. Their thoughts and prayers and uh, for Marty, and we'll keep you posted. It was really nice of his wife, Christine, to come in. Normally she's in 9 o'clock on Wednesdays, but wasn't sure she'd be able to come in. But, you know, she kind of laid it out for us, what transpired. It was a, you know, high-anxiety-filled weekend for them, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, coming up, also want to talk about this NTSB report now. After 754 days, they know why the Fern Hollow Bridge collapsed. It was corroded. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And the bigger question is, how did they miss this to the point where it would collapse? And then the greater concern now is how many other bridges are, and we have more than anywhere in the world, right, per square mile, uh, 
how many other bridges are on the edge? I mean, do you ever think about it, driving across a bridge? I don't. Maybe I should. I mean, there's. what are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's like, that's kind of how I am. I'm like, if this bridge collapses, what am I going to do? You know, it's like, so I, I, I don't think about it, really. No. There was that, yeah. if you remember several years ago, there was a major bridge collapse. I believe it was in near Minneapolis, and there were people killed. Now, there were people hurt here, but nobody died, yeah. fortunately. Yeah. But there were some severe injuries, and uh, they they spent, what? And we'll talk to Shelby Cassessi about this, too, a little later, because she, I think it was 101 minutes that that report went on. Were they detailed? So we will have the latest here at KDKA. And again, back to this story about the outages, the cell phone outages. Uh, hopefully, uh, it, because of emergency situations, they'll be able to figure this out. And I hope it's not one of those, and nobody said it is, related to some form of cyber attack. Right? Yeah, I, I received a call from a, a caller, a woman. She said that her life alert... She's like a little life alert button, and she said that those connect to cellular and that it wasn't working. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, so she she said to kind of get the message out about that because that's I didn't even think about that. That's but I think some of those well, connect are, to cellular, and she said that hers wasn't working. Really important. So if you have someone you know in your family, maybe a parent who has one of those life yeah, alerts, anyone with a disability that has that, anything, yeah, check on them just uh, to be safe, but. You know, that is another issue. And there are others where cell phone links to other, including there are some, I guess they have uh, AT&T's. I mean, there's a lot of things, ATMs, I mean. Some of those. Yeah, they have go online, yeah. Some of those are cellular connected. So we'll get the latest to keep you posted.